Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Boots and Engines with me, Julian De Silva. Wow, what a race did we have yesterday for all of us in Storm. My goodness, it was some race. I mean, of course, every single F1 race is definitely an eye-catching and mesmerizing one, but this was something definitely to take in. And of course, we see that, uh, you know, coming away, Lewis Hamilton coming away with his fifth win of 2020. No surprise there as he's been performing exceptionally. And I guess I guess I can say Hamilton has been driving better than ever, you know. Even um, Ross Braun, the managing director of F- F1, said that, you know, he's running out of superlatives to describe his form this year, you know. He's, as I said, he's been putting away another exemplary performance from the moment he arrived at Spa. And he hit, you know, he hit the track on Friday to when he saw the jacket flag um, yesterday. And the fact that he also had a record-breaking qualifying, which, wow, that was <laughs> truly exceptional. That I really don't know what to say. It's, it's, it's been great. It's been great form for Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton. But, you know, let's look into the the rest of it, how everyone else has been performing. Of course, we saw that Lewis, uh, sorry, Valtteri Bottas finishing second and Verstappen finishing third. And I must say, I'm very, very proud of Renault and Racing Point and McLaren, of course. But yeah, all of them have improved tremendously and to see the pair of Daniel Ricciardo and uh, Sebastian Ocon, that honestly has been great. If, if we saw how um, Ocon took some of the cuts and the turns and how he's going past some of the races, I was really surprised from how he was, you know, previously when, how he, how he developed, he's really developed as a driver. You know, I'm previously with his previous uh, team and you know it's just great I mean I'm, I was really surprised seeing how the midfield teams are actually performing now and they're catching up to the big guns they're catching up to the big guns and yeah I mean looking at let's just have another look at uh, the final uh, standings of uh, the race yesterday we have of course Hamilton first Valtteri coming in second, Verstappen coming in third, Ricardo and Re- Ricardo and Ocon coming in fourth and fifth, followed by Alexander Albon, Lando Norris, Pierre Gasly, Lance Stroll, and Sergio Perez. So we are seeing the underdogs coming back and filling up the top ten spot, and surprising to my surprise as. It has been a bad start for Ferrari, seeing them finish 13th and 14th, not collecting a single point. It's It's been ups and downs, honestly, throughout this race, but I'm still... Oh my god, I just can't get over the fact that I'm so impressed and happy to see the lights of Renault, Renault and McLaren and uh, Racing Point coming back up. And of course, Alfa Tauri as well. Like, these guys are really proving the point, like... Not only are the teams, but the drivers, specifically Esteban Ocon, Landon Norris, Pierre Gasly, Lance Stroll, Sergio Perez, all these guys 
were struggling last season. They did have the ups, but mostly were downs. But they're really proving the point this season, and I'm really proud for them. You know, being a fan of Lewis since his McLaren days, which was you know since two thousand eight two thousand nine, I have watched him develop to become the racer he is today, and how he's been putting out a fantastic performance. You know, a performance that hasn't been seen in a while, that hasn't been seen since the days of Michael Schumacher, which if he does win this season, he will equal his tally with Michael Schumacher's World Championship, which will be unbelievable. And, you know, this shows how much Lewis Hamilton is, how wonderful, how amazing he is as a driver. You know, it's it's just, wow, it's just amazing to see how he races. So let's get into details because... We are one one thing that we are all looking at is what the hell what the fuck happened to Ferrari? They've been unbelievable. It's unusual to see a team like Ferrari performing like this. And this <laughs> brings concern to the upcoming the next person to fill up Sebastian Vettel's spot in Ferrari, which is none other than Carlos Sainz. And thinking about this, even Ross Braun had said, Carlos Sainz must be nervous about his move, his Ferrari move, after their hor- horrific spa phase. Their, you know, the space, the, the pace. And it's just thinking about it, you have, you have one of the fastest and strongest engines in among some of the best teams. And how have they been performing like this since the start of the season? It's it's very unbelievable. It's 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 just you can't you can't you can't you just can't process it. You know, Ferrari's speed at Spa was horrific, and I highlight horrific. I mean, it's you can't it's like they can't get their tires to work, and the temperature doesn't come, and the drop off in performances. You know, it's absolutely dramatic and. You know, regardless of what people say about the deficit they may have with the engine following the technical clarifications, you don't lose 1.3 seconds per lap from one year to next in that metric alone. Like, how is that possible? Come on, you have one of the fastest, as I said, you have one of the fastest cars in the whole of F1 and you not long ago you were competing with the lights of Mercedes and Red Bull who you know who were once worse than you I'm talking about Red Bull and you've taken a drop so low that now look who is competing competing for the top three it's now Mercedes uh, Red Bull and yeah I'm now it's actually really unpredictable because you have Renault McLaren and Racing Point fighting for that spot as all of them have been pretty consistent in the top 10. So what is the game plan now? What is the game changer? What are they going to do? Like, they just, Ferrari just couldn't get the tyres in the zone. Like, the fact it was colder at Spa would not have helped either, you know? Like, when something like this happens, the performance drops off and it looks horrific as I highlighted several times just now. It's just unbelievable. And, you know, but if they can 
make that step and get the tyres working properly again, I think the performance will snap back, snap back in. I mean, I'm I'm not a Ferrari fan, you know, sorry for you guys who are Ferrari fans that are listening, but, you know, like I said, you know, they still won't look race-winning, but it will become more respectable. You know, I guess that's the best we could go. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really unbelievable. You know, we just saw and we were just talking about how much hope and how much belief we had for Charles Leclerc, one of the most determined and talented F1 racers coming up the ranks, who is, yeah, he's coming on par with Max Verstappen, who has been absolutely stunning since he started. And mind you, he started at a very young age. And, you know, we were looking at this little rivalry between Verstappen and Leclerc coming in the books and, you know, probably being one of the greatest rivalries of all time, you know, in the in the make in the making of it, you know. And then boom, this just happens and you have, you know, the slump of Ferrari. Where can we go from there? How are things gonna get back to normal? And it's it's just unbelievable. But, you know, apart from the downside, let's move away from the negativity. Let's talk about teams that are coming up the ranks, like Renault. As I mentioned just now, it's... I I, I gotta, you know, give it up for them. It's It's been amazing. And, you know, to add to that, Daniel Ricciardo is getting another big boost from this as he is moving up to McLaren. So this is a great boost for him as well. You know, they've been pretty impressive and they look very competitive now as compared to how they were before you know this is a great result for Renault finishing in the top five and you know Daniel Ricciardo was particularly impressive like you know the Australian having brilliant pace from the prior day practice actually he performed really well and through qualifying and into the race you know he developed he progressed along the way and he that build up really helped him boost his morale and how he is and how he became a better driver in this race today and look at him he finished fourth and he doesn't get that a lot especially since his red bull days where he used to finish in top three and win races you know so he's getting back his mojo his big game so that's i'm really happy to see you know his speed at the end of the grand prix was it was, it was stunning i'm not i'm not even kidding if you guys watch the highlights you should see how how he took those corners and how he swept by people about wow. it it was it was great to watch and he and he took the fastest lap and you know that will do wonders for his confidence and you know that of the team and looking into his future of moving to McLaren uh you could say a faster car it's gonna be great and seeing that McLaren are getting the Mercedes engine if some of you have forgotten that the new deal of McLaren Mercedes coming in for McLaren next season is uh, still can't get over that <laughs> it's just amazing so yeah it's you know the conundrum the team are facing in this in the inconsistency of their performance you know the car it looked very competitive this weekend and yet in the last race in Barcelona it wasn't it wasn't very good you know so that's that's the challenge, I would say, you know, because they need consistency if they are going to truly 
compete like compete with the likes of Red Bull and Mercedes you know that's that's a big step they have to make but you know that nothing to take away from them this weekend this was a very very striking performance I would say it's it was great but you know moving on to the well Carlos Sainz Carlos Sainz yeah he had a just to add, I feel so sorry for him. Like, just to add to his, you know, he's, he's probably thinking about his future towards Ferrari next year and, you know, seeing how Ferrari have been performing in the past few races, you know, he didn't finish the race. You know, he ended up, he had an exhaust problem and he didn't even make the grid. So that was, yeah, it's really upsetting to see. I feel so sorry for Carlos yeah, and you know, Carlos hasn't had a lot of luck in Belgium of late and you know like I said, he drew the short straw once more as a you know, power problem led to an exhaust favor failure and that prevented him from even taking the start. But nevertheless it it I mean it hasn't been um a great year. It's been quite a tough year for Carlos, I would say. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy because he's a positive guy. He is a positive guy. So that's one good thing about Carlos Sainz, and he is a very strong character. His career has been no easy ride after all, you know. And either way, he's been a great driver, and he always manages his situation. That's great about him. That's what I admire about Carlos Sainz. But but what looked like a dream move to Ferrari next year, isn't looking so good for him right now, you know, and inevitably, he must be nervous about his prospects next season, you know, seeing how they've been performing and it's it's not a good way to introduce yourself to a new driver, that's one I have to say. It's been very, very upsetting, you know, seeing how, like how I mentioned earlier, how Ferrari have been performing and... You know, future the future of Ferrari is very uncertain. I would say it's very unlikely. And now people are making jokes. They're not. They're not even a midfield team. They're in the ranks of Williams. <laughs> How unfortunate to say, but yeah, that that's that's what's happening. That's the life of F one, and it's not the best of situations as of now in terms of Ferrari's placing and how the current standings are looking so but if we are looking at the driver's standings if we are looking at the driver's standings we see Hamilton obviously in the lead followed by Verstappen and then we've got Bottas and then you've got Alexander Albon Charles Leclerc Landon Norris Lance Stroll Daniel Ricciardo Sergio Perez Esteban Ocon. So I would say this would be a rather interesting top 10, you know. Let's face it. 9, or rather 8 out of the 10 drivers in this standings have the potential to compete. They have the potential to fight Lewis Hamilton they are all very, very competitive drivers, I would say. 
even though I did not, I wouldn't classify Valtteri Bottas because he may be at his peak and he's in a rather powerful team. And that's why even though um, Daniel Ricciardo is also rather more or less in his peak, but he is coming back. He's He hasn't proved himself the way he wanted to at how he did it in uh, at a Red Bull. So he wants that second chance to shine again. So I believe we are all rooting for him and, you know, we are hoping for the best and can't wait to see how this is going to end up because it's going to be a very, very exciting season ahead. As, you know, the calendar has just been added on. We've got races in Turkey. And, yeah, the excitement goes on, guys. The excitement goes on. So that's it for me this week on our F1 edition. Stay tuned as another episode will be premiering on Wednesday. That will be an interesting episode you guys should check out as it's something to do with our local grassroots. It's something to do with uh, the born and bred of Malaysia. So that will be something to look forward to, guys. So stay tuned. Thank you once again for listening to this another exciting episode of Boots and Engines. Once again, from me, Julian De Silva. See you guys. Take care. Have a great week ahead. And Selamat Hari Merdeka.